And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals in their pursuit of more that matters. You know it's a complicated and confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for accomplished and successful individuals who want to manage their success and they know that there's still more that matters. Our clients discover ways to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, both personally and professionally. At True Course, we serve our clients with individual coaching, group coaching, team coaching, also with emotional intelligence assessments. We use the Bergman Method, which includes an assessment and training around the assessment to assist us in consulting for hiring, team building, leadership development, and executive coaching. In recent episodes of the podcast, we've explored cognitive biases as hindrances to good decision-making and problem-solving. In this episode, we continue our look at cognitive biases and specific instances of cognitive biases bias that can severely limit you in confronting the novel problems that are ours today. We'll review some of the content from previous episodes in this episode, but you might want to go back and listen to the previous episodes on problem solving to get the fuller picture. We're called on to solve problems every day. Now, you might class some of those as small and others as big. Some have many familiar qualities, and others present a novel problem space. All require skill for clearly defining the problem space and identifying the steps that can lead from current reality to a preferred future. For the smaller problems and more familiar ones, you can sometimes get by with limited problem-solving skill. You can use a previously used template and dispatch the problem pretty quickly. However, much of the problem-solving in the 21st century, as dramatically illustrated in our experience of 2020, requires adaptive leadership capabilities, which approach novel problems courageously with strategies and tactics that are unfamiliar, never used before, and are, in fact, experimental. Old templates will not work. Masterful, critical thinking skills are required for clearly defining the problem space and discovering those novel solutions. These are soft skills that are in the top three most desired qualities in organizations today, yet they do appear to be rare. For this podcast, it will help you to make this learning more concrete if you will reflect on your own experiences and identify places that you've seen these biases at work with your team, with the time you spend in your family discussions, and your experiences in community leadership. Action on your awareness of these biases can dramatically affect your decision-making and problem-solving in the new normal that's been created by COVID-19. Let's review some things that we've discussed about cognitive biases. We know that they can help us. They are an integral part of our efforts to manage our limited cognitive resources, such as attention, processing capacity, and our unreliable memory. We also use them to assist us with managing our social influence, emotional issues, and moral motivations. Every person on the planet uses cognitive biases at some time or another, but they are flaws in reasoning. They're mistakes in reasoning. They're deviations from rational judgment, and they yield conclusions that are flawed or mistaken, but the person using the biases believe the conclusion to be correct. As a result, these biases become hindrances to making great decisions. 
Acknowledging the use of biases is the first step to managing cognitive biases when they show up and to make better decisions as a result. Now, we've done an extensive overview of cognitive biases and we've explored specific bias issues such as cognitive dissonance, confirmation biases, and egocentric biases, as well as the framing effect and logical fallacy. We've also outlined a plan for dealing with biases and their effect. You can access two infographics that will help with critical thinking and help you combat error associated with the use of cognitive biases. You can find these at discoveryourtruecourse.com resources. In this episode, I've chosen just a few specific biases to explore, which I believe are more common in the experience of our listeners. I'll keep these as simple as possible so you can get acquainted with them. If you'd like to study them deeper, contact me and I can suggest some resources for you. So now I'll tell you about a few more specific cognitive biases, along with a review of the information that we've just done. There are quite a number of cognitive biases that are social biases. Social psychology is a major field for the study of biases, and it has to do with how we use biases to manage our social relationships and manage our place in society. One of these families of biases is called attribution biases. These are errors in reasoning and mistaken inferences that people make when they're trying to evaluate or explain their own behavior and the behavior of others and the sources of those behaviors. Is the behavior attributable to the internal or the external? Internal attributes, dispositions, or external situational circumstances? These attributional biases are very similar to one another, and some may be called by different names than we're going to call them today. The fundamental attribution error is a classic attributional bias. This bias is the tendency for people to overemphasize internal causes, either acute or chronic, rather than external situational causes for a person's behavior. The person employing this cognitive bias may assume that a person's actions depend on what kind of person that person is, rather than on any social and environmental forces that may influence the person to act in that way. If a person should cut you off in traffic, you may make the fundamental attribution error that they are a jerk when really they're in a hurry to get to the hospital to check on a family member who is in the emergency department. And then maybe they are more like your first assessment. But the key to managing this bias is to be aware of the conclusions to which you may jump and be willing to ask, how else could I look at this? The actor-observer bias is the tendency to attribute our actions to external causes while attributing other people's behaviors to something going on inside of them and saying, oh, well, that's just the way they are. For example, if you snap at a coworker, you'll judge it to be because you're having a bad day. If the coworker snaps at you, it's because they're a bad person. This is the actor-observer bias. Attribution biases also play out in references to groups. The ultimate attribution error is a way to explain the behavior of a group you're not in. When you're engaging the ultimate attribution error, the negative behavior of a group you're not in is attributable to internal factors as far as you are concerned. The negative behavior of a group which you are in or of which you are a member is attributable to external factors. In other words, if that group doesn't function well, it's because of who they are on the inside and the different situations that are in those people. The group that you're in, however, is affected only by external factors and not by the qualities of the people who are in it. 
positive behavior of the group that you're not in is probably going to be attributed to external factors if you're using this bias. Well, it's something outside that gave them the ability to do that positive thing. And the positive behavior of your group is internal attribution. We are so good. We did this so well. We are so skilled and so capable. One of these group attribution biases is actually called, by some, the group attribution error. And it manifests itself when people view the behavior or mindset of an individual group member as reflective of the group as a whole. In other words, what a person is like, or what their mindset is like, is the way the whole group is. It's a generalization bias. Almost conversely, those using this bias consider that the decisions of the group reflect the mind of every person in the group, even when information and common sense suggests otherwise. You can imagine the kind of problems this could create for your team or for your family, how many blind spots this could create. The self-serving bias is a tendency to blame external forces if you fail or when bad things happen to you. It was something outside you and not something in you that made this happen. It can also be in play when you give yourself credit when good things happen or you succeed without regard for external factors that may have contributed to your success. Finally, the hostile attribution bias is the tendency to interpret others' behaviors as having hostile intent, even when the behavior is ambiguous or benign. I suppose this is a part of our protective nature, worrying about the motives of others. We believe that if we stay on the alert and suspect the worst, we may be safer overall. I hope you've been thinking about your own thinking and your team and your family and other interactions, and that maybe you've recognized something that looks like a cognitive bias. If not now, you have experienced them at some time, or you will. I know I've seen them, and I have some of my own. I'm human too. Holding on to unexamined cognitive biases can nurture your blind spots, create new ones. They can hold you back from creative approaches, and they can keep you from solving the problems that you so greatly want to solve. I'd encourage you to take these approaches for managing biases that were mentioned earlier in much greater detail. Number one, learn to recognize cognitive biases and help your team or your family recognize them. Learn to intentionally challenge your own thinking. Even if you believe you're right, challenge your own thinking. Think critically. Ask questions of your own thinking. To learn more about this, find the infographics I mentioned earlier at discoveryourtruecourse.com resources. Those supply you with a lot of questions and a lot of guidance on working through your own thoughts. And then finally, create relationships in which you can question the thinking of one another and you can argue well. Having helpful, positive argument will help you a great deal in working through cognitive biases. If you need additional support, information, or training in this regard, please contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com, and I'll be happy to serve you in whatever way I may or to provide you with additional information or resources. And do contact me if I can help you on your quest to be more, see more, and achieve more in your life, relationships, and career, and finish without regret. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.